0: You know, there's a special mojo that's felt during those moments when human beings genuinely share who they are. When you see a songwriter who deeply believes and has lived the words that they're singing, it's the kind of magic that hushes a noisy room or sends shivers down your spine. I'm here to explore just that. What is it exactly that makes that kind of magic moment happen? Greetings, folks. My name is Michael Averill and this is the Right Songs You Love podcast. So last week, I alluded to this week's session being a very, very special and unique session. And why that is, is I'm going to take you under the hood of the Right Songs You Love heart compass, which if you've looked at the logo, you'll you'll notice that there's a heart with a little compass and a fire inside it. And that's just not that's not just because I like all of those things and wanted that as a logo. That heart compass is actually a tool for a whole variety of things. Uh, it's it's a helpful thing for songwriting. It's a helpful thing for performing. It's a helpful thing for choosing album songs. And there's there's more to it than that. And those that have been through the right songs you love program, at least up until level two, which is also known as share songs you love. We use that a lot. And, and this will be the first time me showing and actually working through a process of using this with uh, an artist in the local community here. And it was just great timing in that this particular artist has never released an official album before and is literally just in the process of trying to choose which songs are going to go on the album. So I offered up the opportunity or pitch the idea for her to come on and do this with me in real time and and see if it would be something she thought uh, she would be okay with everybody else hopping on that ride too. and, and she was super gracious and and really appreciate her coming on and uh, having this being a learning experience for everybody. So if you are an artist that has ever gone through a process of trying to choose, album songs, I'd be curious to hear what this is like for you to hear, or if you've never done it before, this this will give you a lot of ideas of where you can go and just some things to think about. So without delaying any further, uh, we're going to jump into it. And one thing I will say is this will be a first time as well for those in the Facebook community group that I'm going to post the video because there are some sections in this where I shared my screen and showed the the tool and we worked in and moved things around. So it still will be helpful and in, uh, I think insightful in terms of just listening. But if you want the full experience and you wanna actually see the things that we're talking about, go head over to the Facebook group and look for the video there. All right, so let's jump in. Well, welcome back, everybody, to a very special edition of the Write Songs You Love podcast for many reasons. This is very cool because today, those of you who have been listening for a long time and would remember my very first guest ever on on the show was Jody Bruce. And uh, today, it's it's an amazing treat to have her sister, Nikki Bruce, on for, well, for just, I'm I'm trying to think how best to say this because... Actually, we we haven't really ever chatted that long before. We've only just met <laughs> totally. each other at a at a local brewery in Kelowna, just seeing performances there, which has been amazing. And at at, at a jam at uh, Frequency, the place that Jody talked about that she is a producer at and runs now. But uh, just this last Tuesday, we were both Nick. I saw I saw Nikki playing uh, doing a set like a songwriter in the round session, which which I know a lot of you in the community have listened to some of that happen here. You've seen some of the performances that way in the Write Songs You Love community page. And uh, they're some of my favorite nights ever. And I think anytime I've seen you twice now and and just hearing hearing your music in that setting is just such a, a healing experience. It's just your, especially in a, in a place where you're, it's it's a setting of a brewery, which can be quite feisty, and and I think you're, you're well. You I've seen it. You're one of those performers where it's just like when you start doing your thing, it's just you can silence a brewery, <laughs> and and it just it's, wow, it's thank you. amazing amazing songs, uh, particularly ones like that. You got one particular song about the heart that just is such a cool one that always sticks out to me, and it's it's amazing to watch because it just mesmerizes audience wherever I've seen you play. So, like, that's that's your solo stuff, but I know you play saxophone and, like, all sorts of things. I've seen you, like, holding a Rambo harmonica belt. I see you, like, playing mandolin. Like, you play and do a lot of things. <laughs> so, for all of that to say, welcome. It's such a treat to have you here.
1: Oh, thank you so much for all the kind words. Yeah, that's, that's really sweet. I didn't realize Jody was your first, um, you know, first person that you had on the podcast. That's really cool.
0: Yeah. And then when we had our year anniversary in July, she came on again to do kind of a year later, <laughs> a year later update and report, which was cool.
1: Oh, that's so great. Yeah, I really appreciate those sweet words. I always, um, I mean, when I play, I, I always primarily play for myself because um, it is such a, I find it very calming for me as well. So I, I usually know what's going on in the room around me, but not always. So you're telling me that you can see sometimes when the brewery gets quiet. I, that's, I think that's an, like an honor, you know, if people do listen. So thanks for letting me know that's happening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: well, actually, yeah. you bring up an interesting point. I've been chatting uh, with this off and on and lots of different people in the community when we get into... know when you go through writing and you write for yourself or however way you do it there's there's another layer of it that i don't i don't think anymore a song is really complete unless it's shared and the reason behind that is then then you get to hear more about what it actually is doing out in the world because we have our own personal experience with it which is amazing but there's another layer of just growth and and interest and i think it can be surprising sometimes because we don't always know what songs are gonna land for people or or which ones maybe may be considered stronger than others. But when someone tells you uh the experience they had with it and and maybe that repetitively keeps happening, then it 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 can change your perception of that song. Sometimes ones that maybe we're indifferent about or whatnot can take on a whole new meaning because now we've seen some kind of impact that it's had and and that I find that fascinating.
2: <laughs>
1: I completely agree. Yeah, there have been some moments um, where audience members have shared how they felt with me, like um, about the song after playing. Um, yeah, and there'll be perspectives that I never would have thought of, or they bring up memories for that person. And it, it's super special. I really find it really fascinating as well. Cool. Well, yeah.
0: Well, so, and you're in a, in a very unique place right now because you have, and I didn't, again, I haven't asked you this before, but have you ever released or recorded your own stuff?
1: Not officially, no. Okay. Um, my sister and I have been playing music, you know, for most of our lives. Mm-hmm. And our father used to have, like a, what is it, like a, like a eight to, what is it called? The eight-to-eight reel track, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the basement. And we used to record a little bit with that. Um, and one of our uncles used to, you know, we'd play music with him and he would record a few songs. But never anything official, never released any of it. So I'm really excited to put these songs together um, and record them with Jody. you know, because she's, she's really um, honed her skills, I think. And she's put a lot of effort into learning um, about recording and sound engineering
2: mm-hmm. in the last
1: five years or more. So I'm really excited to get into the studio with her to wrap up these songs and revisit them and um, add her like specialty to them as well, get her opinion on them. So no, I've never, <laughs> never really recorded or released music on my own.
0: Which is amazing. And how, how special is that to, to work on that with Jody, you know, and I, I love, I love the, the family link of music for you. Uh, and just, I remember you, Jody sharing stories about how, as a, as like little kid used to fall asleep in dad's guitar case as he, yeah. <laughs> he was performing <laughs> and I was like, yeah.
2: what, that's oh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah and
1: some of the seedy bars in like southern alberta <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> music from very young age and surrounding it's it's a really neat story uh okay but so so you're in a position now which i think a lot of people get to and then kind of wonder what the next steps and and so you're you have about i think you were saying the other night about what 13 songs that you're trying mm-hmm. to choose between yep and how how many do you want to put on an album or the album
1: yeah, yeah, I haven't even thought about that. Um, I figured probably 10. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think 10, maybe 12. There are aspects of it, though, I think that'll um, change that number, because some of the songs I wrote with others um, when I was younger. So... Uh, I'm not even sure how to go about that, you know, if that's getting their permission and reaching out to them or having them also contribute to recording the album or just, I, I don't know, I'm not even sure how to go about that. So,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's, there's some, yeah, definitely some technical things in mind in terms of like writer, writer information to to log, but that, mm-hmm. that's kind of later stage kind of thing. But this, what you, where you're at right now, I think is just such a, a unique moment. And I, I've done this before too, in the past with, my first recording and first three recordings, really i uh I just had a whole collection of songs, and I was just like, "All right, these are the songs I got now. I'm gonna just going to record them and put them out."
2: Sure. <laughs> and, the,
0: and there wasn't really much more thought than that and and for for some, it worked really well, and there I noticed after a while there's just certain songs that I just never performed, or I never really mm. wanted to perform. I kind of put them on my album kind of haphazardly in some ways and and in some ways they contributed to the story that I thought I was telling at that time but but I other than the release show I never I never performed them and right and they just either didn't seem to fit or they didn't really kind of seem to roll or maybe it was a bit of a story that I didn't really want to tell anymore and I found that fascinating so as I've kind of done more and more the last album particularly I really wanted to make sure that at least every song on the album that was going to be on it, is a song that I actually enjoyed playing live (laughs) and and felt had purpose, you know?
1: Wow, that is such a great point. Yeah, that's so interesting. There are, you just reminded me, there are a couple of songs that I wrote when I was a lot younger. Um, I think I was 15 or 16. And I tried to, I suppose I did record them, but they never really got mastered or or mixed, or it didn't really go any further. Mm -hmm. they were very it, they were very personal and they they reflected like a time that i yeah i don't know if i'd want to share that song with a live audience <laughs> it's kind of a you know it's sort of it wasn't a happy memory um the song's right. called moments of a good time but it's it's clearly ironic like it's it's about a it's not a good moment it's not a good memory
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: i don't think i would want to perform that for a live audience it's interesting you say that
0: hmm. yeah Well, again, they're just they're just questions to ask, and I for many times, many years, and I know lots of people have done the same. The you kind of get surprised by after the fact, and just be in a rush to record and throw songs on there, and then you're like, oh shoot, (laughs) I don't know if I wanted. Should I just sing this one? (laughs) Right. Is it contributing to what you're wanting to do? And I think that's that's for everyone listening. This is a really fun experiment because there's uh, kind of an exercise or a series of exercises that. I do for myself every time I've gone through uh, recent recordings now, and I've shown this and worked with other people through this, and it's seemed to help a lot in terms of really narrowing down your story uh, of what it is that you want your collection of songs to say, what you want people to feel, and and then having that be a guiding light or a wave or a guiding kind of compass for. For the songs that then are magnetic to that, and so that anytime you're singing any of those songs, it just feels that much better, and you feel that much connected to it, and and it's just a little bit more exciting. It also helps bring some clarity to say, like, okay, this this song in the collection either fits that that intention or it doesn't. You know, so this one's an easy on, this one's an easy off. Like this is something else. Oh. So because it can be confusing and it can be <laughs> frustrating sometimes. You're like, ah, I don't. Which one's going to make it?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm, I'm also thinking now, reflecting on that point too, of like songs that uh, you, you wanted to record, but maybe not perform again. Um, I also like the idea of a song helping people revisit a memory or relive emotions um, that could be helpful in a way, like a healing sort of way. I feel like that you know I think that's like such a privilege if you have a song that makes someone feel that way
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I you know there's some songs that it's only the songs that unlock like deep you know feelings for me um and I I, yeah I just kind of thinking out loud here like if I have some songs that I would have to make an effort to play again for an audience knowing that maybe it would help some audience members like feel feel some things again um
0: Okay. Well, this, yeah, that's great. This brings actually a really interesting point. And so oftentimes when, when we get asked questions like this, it's like, well, what do you want to do with your music? You know, like, what mm-hmm. do you want your music to do to people? Like, how would you respond to that?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I guess, yeah, with that sort of <laughs> like answer I just gave is a little all over the place, but I like the idea that uh, my music would help someone heal in some way if there was yeah a sad memory or um you know they lost somebody um and then they didn't want to think about it again you know sometimes it's just easier to like not deal with the loss um of somebody but if a song that i wrote helps somebody revisit that even for a couple minutes you know and and i yeah i think that's a privilege and Amazing. it might yeah, I feel like if Python could do that—not assuming they would—but if it could do that for somebody, I think that's a, I think it's a good thing.
0: Well, there you go. Like that—that that transmits quite a bit of specificity.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is or good. Or make people cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> cry people. Cry. <laughs>
1: yeah, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> feel something.
0: <laughs> well, it's not kidding though, right? Like I think that's the thing, mm-hmm. and 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 it's funny how you can see the sentence be finished a little bit longer, because oftentimes people I hear say they're like, oh, I just want to inspire people, or I want people to feel and but they don't finish the sentence because it's like, well, inspired to do what feel yeah. what you know, and I think the fact that you're, you've got a pretty good pulse on that you're like, I want people to be able to use this to as a tool of healing through difficulty, or whether it's sadness whether it's grief, whether it's all these different things like that, how does that feel to hear back?
1: I, uh, like, anytime somebody says that to me, that that's, you know, what they were thinking when they heard my music, or um, if I, you know, open my eyes because I finished a song, and if I see that somebody, you know, their eyes are red, I, I feel bad, but I also feel, like, um, thankful that they let themselves kind of go and get there, and in a way that they have shared with me, like, the thoughts and memories that I put into that song.
2: Mm-hmm
1: that's that's probably my biggest inspiration is just sadness and things that I've gone through and, and um usually you know people passing on. So if I do hear that somebody's yeah been moved by a song I feel really yeah thankful and privileged um but also like sad or I feel a little bit bad that someone also is upset now but
0: Well, why do you, why do you think that? Why do you think, and and, and this is no, I think this is a a funny, normal thing that we all feel is we feel like sad or sorry or bad for making or helping just someone feel that way. But what do you think? Mm -hmm. Why do you think that that feeling is there?
1: Oh, that's such a great question. Such a great question. Maybe it reflects on how I feel about letting go and letting a song move you, you know, maybe it's just my reflection. Um, I don't know. It's such a good question though. Hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, again, so sometimes it's neat to explore this stuff because it'll bring up questions for yourself. And, and that can be one of the best things I think about deciding on the songs and what kind of vision that you want to do and what you want to do with the album, because it, besides what you want it to do, it also starts conversations. And I think when you can, use your music as a way to maybe initiate or set loose some conversations or expressions or feelings that wouldn't don't seem to kind of happen for people otherwise then it's like what are those questions and you don't the cool thing about it is you don't have to know the answers it's just that's the neat thing about well here's the song this is this is something i've been thinking about like what do you think like what does this okay. make you feel and what do you think why do you think we sometimes like feel bad or apologize for for something that we do that actually seems to be helpful for somebody else but that um, that emotion like if we see tears if we see something like that we feel like we've done wrong you know
2: right I think Mm -hmm. that's that's
0: an interesting answer that I'd love to hear people's feedback on and how often do people get asked, asked that question you know
2: yeah
1: no doubt I've it's one thing I always wanted to ask Dallas Green. If I ever had the opportunity, (laughs) (laughs) because his songs are so, I think I love his songs, his songwriting, Mm -hmm. um, how they usually make me feel, and I've always wanted to ask him that. (laughs) You know, do do people cry when they listen to your songs? Are you aware of that? And. Do you feel bad about it or how did you feel about it? <laughs> you know? Do you feel great? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or uh, or I think about Elliot Smith as well, you know, like he's, he's such a phenomenal songwriter and so much emotion in all of his songs that, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway,
2: yeah. Anyway,
0: well, these are good, good anchors and foundations for this next phase here because that already gives like a whole ton of clarity. And even, hmm. even just to say that, when you look at your collection of songs so far... If that's kind of the goal that you you have, what, are there ones that immediately fit into that umbrella of an intention, or and are there ones that don't?
1: For sure, yeah. Although it's probably about half and half because I've mm-hmm. I've learned that a few of my songs, um, according to like some musicians Jody and Justin, um, they're kind of poppy or they can be poppy and a little dancey. Sure. Um, not saying that those type of songs can't do the you know yeah the alternative what we were just talking about but Mm -hmm. um yeah some of my songs are a little poppy so i'm not sure if those you know if (laughs) i would want to keep those on the album though as well so
0: well this is a cool question too because there's a difference i think between genre and and the experience, just the emotion and the story. Mm. And I don't think necessarily that matters so much if it's a different genre or whatever, as long as it feels like the story is a part of the bigger picture.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, that's great advice.
0: So yeah. if you can, if it makes sense to you and like, and this is kind of a, sometimes we talk about the idea of, of how the stories link, we call it story stemming, in the sense that like, <laughs> they've got little prongs of like how they connect to each other. Yeah. Uh, That's what really I think all of us really feel great about is when we see links between things and we see like purpose behind why did this one lead to this one or like how does if you share a story about healing in this moment or going through a difficult time, it's like, how did you get out of it, you know, maybe maybe that maybe the poppy one has that feeling and whatnot that is kind of that growth and, and moving through or just trying to release that kind of energy to to move through whatever way it, it is you know it's what it's that it kind of shares a journey together and when one potentially influences the growth or movement of another
1: oh that is such a great point this is so fun i've never thought about these things. <laughs> but as you're saying that i immediately thought of uh john mayer's continuum album yeah um it's a story like it's yeah. a great story. Uh, I, well, I don't know exactly what it's about. if It's about a breakup, but some of those songs are so, you know, beautiful and slow and sad. And then they come up with, the, you know, there there is a lot of um, yeah, ups and downs in that album. It's like a nice big story.
0: Yeah, and I, and and that's the other thing too. There's these two different elements going on in collections of songs. And I think when we play sets and we do other things too, oftentimes we're thinking about the the, the energy dynamic of a song. And mm-hmm. thinking like, "All right, I'm going to start with maybe a an upbeat one, and maybe then I'll go to a lighter, slower one, and then this one's going to be louder, and like we use I don't know <laughs> it's funny to hear like that kind of thing, but we all do it, and we've yeah. all done it, but we don't often think about what's the other side of it. It's like how does the story progress independent of that
2: because right. they're
0: di- they're different things like entirely mm-hmm. but when when joined together they're they're super, super powerful,
1: yeah. Oh, what a great point. This is so cool. I'm writing notes down.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to, yeah. So I'm going to bring up something here that I think that I think you're going to enjoy just the background of it. And I, I don't, uh, this will be the first time you sharing more about this with the whole community and anyone who's hearing the podcast. Um, Those that have been through the the right songs you love program with me in the second level of it, we go into this about what we're about to do. And, and it kind of, well, it shows the little logo that I have for the right songs you love is this little heart with a compass and there's a fire in it. And, uh, and it's a little, it's a small little logo if you're just seeing it on there, but it actually is a tool and it actually has very massive significance in, in my life as a songwriter, but like also right. just in this process. So I'm going to show that to you and we're going to go, we're going to go through yeah.
1: that. So <laughs> oh, that's beautiful.
0: Here it is zoomed, zoomed in. And, um, and so what we'll start with here actually is, and for those listening, we we're just I just brought up a share screen thing here, and I'm gonna do some funny drawings.
2: <laughs> Fun. If,
0: annotate. There we go. Okay. So on this one side of it, we'll talk about this in a moment, but I just love to list the songs that you got by either title or working title. So that we yeah, have sure. an idea of what we're working with here.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, well, because you brought it up and I love the song as well. Well, so don't forget what your heart says.
0: Don't forget what your heart says. Perfect. Okay.
1: Um, another one is called This Place. Okay. Um, 6 a.m. Okay. I'll be missing you. Uh, into the sun. Yeah. In, uh, or in, into oh, the sun. yeah. no, <laughs> no okay. <I'm> something <laughs> Um, so another, Oh dear, Andrew. Oh, and that one that one recently only came back to mind, but so I think, I think it'll be a powerful one that I like, I have to, I have to have on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, Let's do.
0: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> exclamation mark or no exclamation mark?
1: Uh it's it's tree. It's kind of slid, so I guess no, no. Exclamation okay,
0: no mark. exclamation mark. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carry on.
1: Too funny. Um, heat it up. That's another one. Although, again, that one for sure. I'm not sure about. Uh, like, I. If it makes sense. Uh, I didn't write all the music. The guy wrote oh, okay, the gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, not wasn't sure about that one. Hmm. Um what else is there? There's also um oh I'm so silly. I forgot my list over somewhere over there. That there's another one that's called, oh yeah, well, moments of a good time. That that could be one. Okay. Um uh, will not cry. Another one. Okay. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I have a few floating around in the back, but I think I think I'd probably leave it to that to that list. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: So all right. So I'll just kind of arrange these. And I've made them individually here so I can move them around and, and plot them as we go, and I'll show you why. Um,
1: this is the coolest. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is, I, this is one of my favorite things ever to do and talk about. Cause it's, yeah, it just feels like the, when the, when the whole vision comes together and the excitement comes through that then, and the clarity that comes, that's just, it feels like a a dam being opened up and like the river just goes
2: right. like surging
0: through. So, Right. Oh, actually,
1: sorry. And on that note, I just realized there's two more songs that are not on there that I should definitely put on there. Let's plop them um, on. Yeah. Uh, one is called Appreciate. It's the first song I ever
2: wrote. Cool.
1: Yeah. And every time my friends get, um, my very close friends get drunk, they want me to play that for them. <laughs> 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 And then the other
0: one um,
2: is you and me. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. Or so, you and me. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: My hearing today is early.
2: <laughs> I yeah. guess it's not early.
0: <laughs> all right. So, all right, we got all these down. It's looking good. Now, so the when we're looking at this this heart thing, I'll just explain the heart logo here is it's a combination of a variety of different things. and first and foremost, it's uh, it's and for those just kind of listening, it's a it's a compass that has eight points. Uh, it also has in between some of those points these little plumes of fire and and then just around it is this is this kind of heart heart shape. And so uh, this this blends into a variety of different usages for for what we're going to talk about. And first and foremost, it's it's a way you can actually use this as a as a way to do what we're going to do in terms of figuring out kind of a potential order and how how all these songs connect to each other. It's also a way you can plan your sets anytime you perform. Because anytime you go and perform somewhere, even though you have the same, maybe the same grouping of songs, when you play at a at a brewery like Redbird versus if you play at an album release, or if you play at like a fundraiser for something that has like a very specific intention, it changes a little bit. And and with that, you can look at different tools that the structure will will give you but how you can interchange songs in different ways, because it's not always just going to be the same thing all the time. There's just organic situations where it may feel better to start with another song because it fits the context. So this is kind of an adaptable thing. And that's kind of what I like about it being a compass is like wherever you land, (laughs) you get to kind of reassess and and just see what's best going to work for this event with the the way that the story flows. So all that to say is these points here, um, oftentimes when you think of doing like an album, if it's anywhere from about eight to 10 songs or however much, like oftentimes if you have a full set too, it's anywhere from about that, like a 45 minute set to an hour could be eight to 10 songs or or have more, depending on how many stories and stuff, how much time you share in between and those abilities. So so I'll show you here. I'm just gonna draw that like, let me get my thing here. Okay, so the top of the compass here, as you imagine this for the time being, we'll say that there's roughly nine, nine songs for now. These compass points are gonna be songs. So if we've got one, two,
2: three, four, so on and so forth.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Eight and then nine over here. So I originally kind of started doing this like I I used to when I would go play shows or whatnot. uh, And as you see, oftentimes on albums, it's like songs are listed from top to bottom. And, and you usually write set lists top to bottom, you know, and, and, and do that thing. But like something very different, it seems so simple, just as a subtle change, if nothing else is to try experimenting, writing your set list in a circle. Uh, because okay. because top to bottom is very A to B. Like you you start somewhere and you go somewhere else, which is totally fine. But I find a lot of the times the way stories work is it, it's cyclical. And we can kind of seem like how, where we start, you know, and to where we end, oftentimes there's a very like Zen, Zen kind of philosophy in that. As like there's a circle of learning or circle of of whatnot that as you go through whatever and you grow and you change or you transform in some way. When you get to the end, it, the end can be so much more impactful if it's reflecting on. On where you started, you know, if, if you really have that contrast and that opposite of where you began to where you end and where you start again, and how that that continues to the next journey that that just seemed to make more sense to me. And I, and I think when you start thinking about it that way, you start thinking more about how all of your songs relate as opposed to them just being kind of random and spontaneous and willy nilly. And like, sometimes that works great. Sometimes you have happy accidents that you're just like, Oh, that kind of, that combination of songs worked really well tonight. Sweet. I think that's just going to happen every time, but, but it doesn't. And, and sometimes it will just maybe fall completely flat and you don't know why you're never really sure. Like, "Mm." (laughs) what, what made the difference? So spending a little bit of time on this kind of stuff, can really help have more consistency with that and more clarity and and actually get to those emotions that you're wanting people to feel and and what what you said the kinds of things that you want to have people feel you want to do they're delicate you know they're they're really vulnerable they're quite personal and you want to be able to guide that fairly i think with intention so that they feel safe through that they feel like they have that space to, to let that out and somewhat feel protected in in what you're doing but mm-hmm. also to be guided through some discomfort and 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 walked out potentially in a place that is empowering or is helpful to to move through so it's good to have those those rails in mind for yourself because you're like if i'm going to take people here i got to know how to bring them out so structuring things yeah. becomes pretty important that way in, in a really special way
2: oh wow yeah
1: yeah, this is like, this is blowing my mind. It's just so, so great and refreshing to, to yeah, to hear that. Like, yeah, I really, I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> I don't awesome. have a lot of feedback.
2: <laughs> no,
0: no, it's okay. So, so, and again, so I like thinking about this, or at least I found this way. It's helpful with uh, these different sections. So, like, these points of the compass have, have numbers and that's like kind of rough and that can change depending on how many songs you're going for. Uh, if you're imagining the experience of a show, like if you're playing these songs, what what do you think's most important when you first take a stage and, and with the first few songs that you that you share with people?
1: Mm, yeah. Um my goodness, I, I often I guess I think <laughs> selfishly and think about what is usually my, one of my more polished songs that I feel more comfortable with to help me get the, you know, the jitters out because I'm often nervous and shaky. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's a great idea. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, and part of that, you know, why is because this first part of that show or that experience, it's a little bit different if there are people that really know you versus people that don't, because you can Mm -hmm. kind of do different things. And the difference is trust. Is, is they know you, right? When they right. don't, or even if people are coming in, this whole first phase, this like we'll kind of break it into a third, is is really about building building trust. Mm. And and you do that by by doing, I think exactly what you just said, is like you you if you feel comfortable, audience feels comfortable. Right. You've, you've probably felt it. I know I've know i done it lots of times where I've either started with something, I'm super nervous, or just took something a bit too ambitious or a bit too big, where I'm just like, ah, I don't know if I should start with this one, but I get it because it <laughs> seems like it's a big splash. But it can be a bit too technical or whatnot. It's not a comfortable song. But when when you do something that actually just kind of allows you to ease into it, it, it lets everybody in the audience or who anyone who's listening to you just kind of sit back and relax and like, all right, she's driving the bus. Feel good about Ooh. this. I'm just going to enjoy the ride, <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah. And, and yep. what,
0: what's also good about that too is if you kind of start in a place that's comfortable for you, it's not like your biggest blazing guns. It's also not you're just like going straight for the gut and in, and uh, in emotion and 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 heart right off the bat. It's also a safety thing. It's kind of like a handshake, you know, like or or, or just like a kind greeting that isn't over the top or or just kind of getting too personal too quickly you, you have to for both of those kind of earn that you know like yeah. that that takes a little bit of time and and it it works so much better it's so much more impactful if if you have that trust of the audience with you
1: right oh that's so great yeah it's kind of reminding me a bit of like a you know a sharing circle and yeah as well at the beginning right yeah you just set intentions and Totally. Um, yeah.
0: And you kind of set the foundation. So, you know, it's interesting to think about in a long, in a longer spectrum, like when you, if you think about a story, the way that we kind of know stories and, and there's lots of different ways you can go about it. But a lot of the time, really a story is a story because there's some kind of a change or transformation in it, mm-hmm. there's some kind of overcoming of something, you know, like some kind of difficulty or, or whatnot. So mm-hmm. it can be kind of helpful to think about, okay, you know, maybe potentially near the end of the show, if that's where I really kind of get to the point of of a big change or a big transformation or a big message that you want to share, what's the most opposite of that that you can start with?
1: Ooh, the most opposite of the message, the main message?
0: Yeah. Or say, for example, oh, like yeah. I, I shared a story this last week uh, on the podcast about walking down the highway and how like when I was doing my walking tour, I really didn't want to do that because it just seems so loud and potentially dangerous and just not that interesting compared to everywhere else. But through a through a really interesting experience of something that happened, I, uh, I ended up enjoying it so much that I didn't want to leave. I didn't actually <laughs> like it was the opposite experience of what I ended up going in with. Right. The, re- the result changed that much. And it it really made me look at walking down the highway a whole lot different.
2: <laughs> oh, cool.
0: <laughs> so it's stuff like that, you know, it's something potentially, maybe when you're talking about healing, and 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 difficulty yeah. and, and loss and whatnot, it's maybe thinking about like, if that's, if that's the place that you're, well, I'd be curious to see how this develops. I don't want to assume kind of the message yet. But well, I'll just finish off these sections here.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. so
0: when you have like this first area of trust, the second phase, which kind of can be carried by the fourth, fifth, and sixth songs, uh, can really can really be a lot of fun because you can start going into this section a little bit more with the idea of of engaging, uh, mm-hmm. or just in engagement in general to go a little bit deeper and and we're, and that can mean like maybe shifting things up a little bit to give a bit of a change. So it doesn't maybe feel like it's, it's just that one, one trick pony kind of thing. It's, it's, and I know like you've got so many different layers of, of, of abilities that you've fostered and skills, you know, skills that you've worked at to, to really do some cool shifts to kind of just like show this whole other dynamic. And that's, what's so interesting again, about any relationship we have, it keeps being interesting it keeps being fascinating because we keep learning about keep learning new things about people and Mm -hmm. and performance is kind of like that too because we're very quick to judge we can very just be quick like okay we've seen a few songs it's probably what it's going to be like the whole time but but when we're surprised and something shifts like if you pull out your mandolin or you start doing something else or you you know like take off the guitar for a moment then all of a sudden we're like whoa you know like that that could be like a really impactful experience so Anyway, this is kind of one of those moments in, the, in like a show where stuff like that, or if you have songs that people can participate with, whether they're like clapping along, whether they're singing along, whether they're answering questions, you know, like
2: mm-hmm.
0: who you're talking about, you know, a lot of difficult emotions and whatnot. There's interesting, a variety of different ways that you can welcome people into that. Um, right. And you you can literally just say a question and you say, you don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to do anything if you don't want to just like, you know, just, just this, this is for anyone who feels this or has maybe gone through this kind of thing. And, and, uh, or, you know, if you want to get a little bit bolder with them throughout the, throughout the experience, you can ask for stuff to to raise your hand or nod your whatever, or, or send a note to this, if you feel this, or, you know, like there's, it's kind of infinite Mm -hmm. and what you see that is done in those moments. But it's a oftentimes it is a place to where you can kind of bring a little bit more lightness to it and like a little bit more if you, if you have it to like the contrast of difficulty, and harder emotions, sometimes is, is humor, and finding ways that you can actually <laughs> touch on that and that that can be a really creative and surprising contrast that not only like breaks tension and breaks pressure, It also gives it also when you go back to something that is very impactful and very emotional tends to increase the magnitude of its impact.
1: Oh yeah. Like you think of
0: the times where you've seen, you've kind of laughed at something and then someone like really, really hits you. Like that's, it's an interesting one to punch because laughter really lowers defenses and, and welcomes something a little bit deeper. And when that hits, it's Mm. like, Whoa. Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Oh, this is really cool. Yeah, that's a great point.
0: So that's that phase. And, you know, so it's again, so we're recapping here, we've gone through the first chunk of this, of so like building trust and building comfort with yourself and your audience, extending it a little bit more, welcoming welcoming them into it to something that they kind of do. And they're actually now participating with you. They're not just watching you. It's like they're in it and potentially actually affecting the outcome of this and how you react is a really special Mm -hmm. thing you know that's that's what's different than hearing it on the recording that's the kind of stuff that can be life-changing if 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 it's in the right setting and done in the right ways uh and the stuff that people will remember for their entire lives so which is a a really precious and special thing so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: moving from that they come into this last last section here which really is you see these a lot in shows and even with like major 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 bands you, so much more, you will have these breakdown acoustic sets, <laughs> you know, where, yeah. where it's like uh, even the biggest rock bands will like go into this little circle or they'll bring out the stools and they'll come out and play on an <laughs> yeah. acoustic guitar. And like, it's just really, really quite intimate. Um, it's a really neat moment where we're kind of the biggest messages. Well, definitely the biggest messages that you want in this moment in time to translate to people or to think about, or just to share through your experience of the song, this is like the big message message section. Mm. Cool. And you can build that up in, an, in a different way, you know, and so that like uh, there's a really awesome, awesome guy that I learned from in Nashville. Uh, his name is Tom Jackson, and he, he, he developed this whole method about this kind of stuff in a different way, like just really but like how show dynamics work and how like different moments, like sets can really be built on the different moments that you create, whether they're like intro moments or different moments or fun moments or touching kind of things, you know, like or closers, like this whole, this whole last section here is really so much about a lot of that, that it's a great time for the touching the message moments and like the closing scenario that kind of wraps it all up that, you know, when you've gone through here, you've shared what you want to share you come to the final thing. But I think with this, this compass idea is like even when you come to the final song, it's like song nine here is looking right back at song one. And, and it gives you that somewhat of a reminder to kind of say, you know, in case you forgot, I know we went on this big, like,
2: worldwide
0: (laughs) cross country tour. um, (laughs) But, but here we are. And that's where we were. And like, what are we going to do about it? You know? Yeah. Or like, how do you when you when you say your kind of final farewell, it's like what's that thought that you want want people to take with you as the final thing?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so cool! I'm, as you're describing these things and you know the the changes that you can um, create, like just by the order of the songs, it's making me think of all these albums and like and all these albums that I really uh, value and love listening to. And it's, you know, it's because of things, it's because of this, I think like, they just tell a wonderful story and take you, you know, um, on a nice journey.
0: Totally. And the neat thing yeah. too about this is it's like, think about like a book or a movie, you know, it's like mm-hmm. book is made in chapters, movies made in scenes and, and segments. And like an album is the same. An album is the same thing. And what's what's unique about that too, though, is it's every song every song is kind of its own story. You know, like it's it's a story within a bigger story, but it kind of moves character from this place to this place and then the next thing. But it, it so, yeah, it can be fascinating to think about. So yeah. with all, all of that said, I'm going to erase some of this stuff. Uh, and I think I accidentally erased.
1: Oh, it's OK. That was 6 a.m. That was I 6
0: a.m. I'm going to put yeah. 6 a.m. there back. Don't want to lose 6 a.m. Don't want to lose 6 a.m. <laughs> okay. need sleep, but <laughs> <laughs> so for thinking about this whole thing and i actually want to come back and i want to say this because i so for everyone listening when uh nikki and i saw each other the other night at the at the brewery we just started chatting about this and she was sharing that this album was coming up and recording was going to be happening soon and so i asked i asked a couple of questions and these are two questions that a really great friend of mine and awesome producer Named Jay O'Keefe said to me a number of years ago, uh, and I'd be curious to see if, like, what, what if you had any more thoughts on this since then. Is uh, first question when you're coming up with an album is like, w- what do you want the album to do for you?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a good one.
0: Do you have any feelings of of what what that looks like right now? I know you've started. You've we're we're kind of getting an idea based on like what you've been talking about. But I'd love to hear if anything new has popped up in the last few days.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I've, I've, uh, I've, I have been thinking a lot about it because so it's such a great question. And I realized there's layers of what I would want it to do for me and for the various reasons. So, um, uh, not for myself. Like I would, I, um, so it's what, what do I want the album to do for me?
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Um, well I suppose <laughs> now that I'm older and I'm, a. I'm a, you know, a struggling student. There are parts of me that would, would love for the album to, uh, you know, make me a bit of income, <laughs> whether it's from playing shows or... Um, but I also really want it to be a bit of a, a journal for me or a bit of a log um, to reflect the last 15 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and help me to let go and move on from some of those things as well. So, okay. Yeah. And to maybe, um, allow me to connect with more musicians as well and collaborate.
0: And Collaborate. Cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Collaboration is always awesome.
0: Okay. Hmm. So while we're still on this question, I want to ask one more thing. So like, these are really great ones to identify. Um, so what do you want to do? What about in terms of your audience, under that same kind of idea, like, in terms, uh, and I'll say, say, as an example, because based on what you're saying, you, you want the collection to do or like the intention of where you're going at would be being a healing situation. Like, what kind of places would you like to be playing in or sharing your music in that fit that?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think um, places like the the brewery and sort of sit sit down places. I I guess I I don't have a too much experience to like reflect on this, but I think when I play with my sister and Justin, or we play as Mantita. Mm-hmm. You know, people are up and dancing and they sure. want to dance. I, yep. and I've never felt like my, um, my own songs are the place, you know, like that they're suitable for that sort of environment. So I felt mm-hmm. like sit down sort of places, um, <clears throat> are better. But then again, <laughs> Justin, like we, we, uh, covered one of my songs at our last night. show. Cause Justin's was like, this is actually pretty poppy and dancy. Like he said, it reminded him of a Fleetwood Mac song. And he's like, mm-hmm. we should play this. And it and it got people up dancing. So I know that didn't answer your question at all, but <laughs> like, I, I think, yeah, deep down, I think I would like to play songs, my songs in like a, an, amongst an audience that are there to listen, um, like a theater, like a big theater.
2: Yeah.
0: So um, listening through listening room or theater spaces.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, and it is neat. Yeah. It's it's. It can be really fun sometimes too. And if especially if stuff is maybe a little bit seeming like the opposition of dancey. That it, that it, you then you're watching people dance to that song. And you're like, what?
1: Yeah, <laughs> How it is was this possible. <laughs> totally, it blew my mind. I was like, what is happening? I was so nervous too, to for that to play that song and and but Justin kept insisting. He's like, no, this is like this is the BPM this is I think this will be really groovy yeah cool. and people are dancing it was cool
0: <laughs> yeah well and I think that's a neat thing to recognize as well that songs of this kind of nature and this kind of content don't have to always just be associated with being slow and chill and and whatnot that they can still have that impact and still be something that you can you can move to that it can exist and that's that's again coming back to the idea of it's not necessarily genre
2: right
0: genre dependent that's right like yeah. upbeat doesn't always mean happy, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nor does slow always mean sad. It's, totally. Uh, it's just fun to blend and mix and not have to <laughs> abide by those rules, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, for reminding me of that. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. That's so fine. the second, second question then here, and this is the follow-up question that Jay asked me a number of years ago is, um, what, yeah? What are you? What are you prepared or willing to do for for the album to to have it mm-hmm. make get to the places where 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 you'd like it to do the things for you?
1: Yeah, that this one is a tricky one. I haven't really thought about this. Um, I guess I because I th- I think I'm a little bit removed with what um, others have done to make mm-hmm. an album. You know, to to get that album where they want want to go, whether that's like Going across country on tour, you know, like Liz is so amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I I don't really know. So I guess yeah. One, I don't really know what um, what might be required mm-hmm. to even contemplate that. And I'm also it's like you're saying we haven't really we haven't really chatted a, a ton at the
2: <laughs> but I'm
1: I'm also uh, working on uh, like in a graduate program. Yep. And so I, you know, I, I, I think about that a lot. <laughs> I think about what's going on is that. So yeah, long story short, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I'm not sure what would, what I would need to do.
0: No, that's, that's cool. And I know like the, your graduate program, I found fascinating from little bits of what I've heard you talk about, because like, you're, you're doing a lot to do with like physiology. And like, I know mm-hmm. you're working in Croatia with free divers, which I love, underwater scuba free diving and stuff so I was just and physiology stuff I used to work in that industry too so I think it's awesome that you're coming from that place as well and and that's going on in your life too you know so like there's other things to think about and Mm -hmm. and I think the the thing about this and I wanted to bring it up and I'm glad we're chatting about it here is it's like there can be a lot of comparisonitis of like (laughs) what am I supposed to do with this thing you know like should I be wanting to go like tour all these places and just like leave? But I'm like, what if that's not my situation? Like I'm in a friggin' graduate program. I'm working on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't have a yeah. huge ton of time, you know, like that's not right. necessarily my, my biggest thing. So the, the cool thing about this too is just really identifying what feels like success with this to you. And,
2: right.
0: and you know, if it's, it's so funny because right now, in, in just this this time of year, like you see a lot of artists posting, like Spotify does something where it's like wrapped. That's the their, their wrapped thing where it shows like how many streams people got, how many countries, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And and I know it can bring up a lot of feelings of like feeling like that's the indicator if you're doing well or not. Yeah. And it's BS, you know, like it's, it's <laughs> totally. Obviously, <laughs> it's totally obviously is. fine to, as a metric for whatever it is, but like it's not it's not the only thing. And it's and for yeah, if you want to hear something really, really funny, uh yeah. I have to share this and and I was debating about when I was gonna share this, but so I had some some metrics that came up for the podcast that were really exciting, and I was just really honored to hear that uh just where it's been able to go. But it's funny, mm-hmm. like Spotify is not something that I really address hardly at all with my artist project. And just on the music under my name, yet they still sent me a uh, this little <laughs> Spotify wrapped thing. And I've never, it's just the way like you get a bunch of things. Usually people post the the final, whatever the final numbers were for the year and all this kind of jazz. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: what you yeah. don't realize that when you go through that, there's about eight pages of different things that they they send you and it's kind of like a PowerPoint slideshow in a way. And, uh, but I've never, I've never seen this one come up and it is the funniest thing and it is almost like so dismal, it's hilarious. It, uh, like the whole thing is like literally a piece of artwork I want to frame, but it uh, in very small letters, it says on January 1st, something magical happened. (laughs) And then in like giant big letters, it says four people listened (laughs) between 10 a.m and 11 a.m <laughs> and then and then the small print underneath it's like that's more than any hour any other hour this year <laughs> and then the final the final little bit says wow
2: <laughs> so, oh, man
0: so i wanted yeah. i wanted to share that one because it's funny as hell um two yeah <laughs> Two, that, like, th- the irony is that these last few years have been the best music years I've ever had in my life. Cool. And in terms of a career side of things, like, it's it's been the most growth. It's been the most I've, I've had come back to me uh, on all levels since I've started. So oh, wow. I just wanted to point that out, that, like,
2: <laughs> it's not all
0: numbers.
1: And, yeah. And, oh, that's. Yeah. So I'm thank you for sharing that because you know, Spotify it's it's Spotify's metric, right? Like not our own, not our individual like individual metrics of success. And and in that way, you know, their whole uh, just like plugging in your your the stats about you with their words of like something magical happened. Wow, like this is wonderful. It comes across as like (laughs) sending You're like, yeah yeah thanks
0: Spotify <laughs> anyway the the thing that's obviously something I don't put a lot of focus on in terms of the success but the yeah. things I do I, I think about like well you know am I how many how many times a year do I want to be holding space for people in musical ways where I feel like it's creating the emotional response I want you know like A large in the past, I've had a large like health and wellness focus with what I've done and with my walking tour, when I'd go to different places, I would I would invite people to come and meet at a park. And you we like bring an instrument if you want. We'll have like a walk-in jam, <laughs> and sure. and whatever. We're we're just gonna go for a stroll. And sometimes like a few people would show up. Sometimes like ten or twenty people would show up, and we would just go for a walk. And it would be about people connecting and people sharing stories. And then we'd stop somewhere, and I'd play a couple songs, and then get them talking to each other. And like that kind of stuff made more sense to me, as it felt like these are these are more of these amazing metrics. It's like how many of those groups did I run? In a year, cool. like I, I want to shoot for like ten of those, and yeah. and can I regularly create community that way? And like through that, oftentimes other really cool things would happen. Like people would want to hire me or whatnot to write, help them write songs, to give as gifts to people who are important to them, and like
2: oh, cool stuff
0: like that became more of the kind of stuff that I did. Or house concerts, you know, like being able to yeah. talking about theater spaces and listening rooms. Like you, you have you ever done a house concert before? No. Oh my god! No, no. So you would just slay okay. in a house concert environment, <laughs> and, and like well,
1: actually, I've been to one. Sorry to interrupt you. No worries. Uh, I did go to one. Did you spend much time in Calgary? Yep. Um, you do you remember the White House on, uh, McKinnon? No, I haven't been McKinnon. there, but I. Not McKinnon. Sorry, it's Memorial. It was on Memorial. Okay. Um, Angela and a few other girls that started uh, Market Collective. They used okay. to live in this big house down in Memorial, but They used to do um, house shows, and they, I saw Ben Rogers in there one time. Mm. He's now on the he's now on the label with Dallas Green. But cool. He, yeah, I mean, there was like ten people in the house. It was really great. Sorry, I interrupted
0: you. But <laughs> no, but like there, it's a it's a really beautiful experience. And if I did nothing else in my life other than those kinds of shows, I'd be the happiest of clams forever. And cool. like I love it because it, it really what we're talking about is the just the perfect scenario for this kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. people are are down to listen. It's very close quarters space. They engage with you. They tell you directly like what's going on. And like yeah, on another yeah. level, like on a financial level, like it's it's. It's the thing that really made me believe a career in music was possible. And Mm -hmm. when I first started doing them, it it was that exactly. And actually playing in Calgary were some of my first shows with family and like extended family and friends I knew from high school or college or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it just kind of grew and grew and grew like that. And I found like it was just so much more rewarding. I just got to know my audience so much better, which helped me write differently. It helped me think about things and clarify my songs more so that it just kind of created this natural growth and flow that mm-hmm. uh people were down to be on the ride with and were influencing and they are just as much a part of it as i was so i think that's the kind of neat thing that to me feels like has been huge huge success and for what i felt proud of and i felt yeah. like i've really got to know people and i know i've been i've been able to be a part of their lives in interesting ways with my music and and they have done the same for me so like that's been huge success and that has helped me grow, grow my career. So yeah. <laughs> Spotify, my one hour a year. Wow. You know, like <laughs> we'll never compare. It Spotify. Yeah. It would, it would never yeah. compare to that. And right. all that to say, it's like, whatever you choose and whatever feels great for you to feel like this is a personal win, you know, for like what this would look like. That's, that's something to think about and don't feel like it has to be any of those other things.
1: Oh, for sure, thank you so much. I really resonate with that. Um, those types of connections are way more important, more valuable than, you know, and, and, and if you did go on tour and you just kind of kept meeting a few people here and there and never really getting to sit and chat with them for too long, it would feel, I, th- I think it would feel a little bit more superficial actually than yeah, joining joining community members together and um, making deeper, more deeper, more meaningful connections within your own community. It's really cool, I resonate a lot with with that. Yeah. 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 So,
0: so as a final thing here, just to start tossing some things at the wall is, is if you were going to put some of these songs, like if you were to imagine some of these songs going in these places, do you have any quick instincts about which ones might go where?
1: Totally. Yep. Um, This place and 6am I think are probably good contenders for like the first or second or the okay. you know one of the first um yeah
0: I'll maybe put here I'll put this just beside each other so we can kind of have oh, yeah. this this is cool too to have is like different possibilities um yeah because it's good to just be prepared for options for what what happens you like either either of these two could could do that job yeah okay
1: um don't forget what your heart says I love that one I, th- I think that's a great number nine maybe
0: Hmm. Yep.
1: Or, yeah.
0: Or <laughs> you know this is what's cool yeah. about this too is i know that song and i'm just like oh yeah that's such a great <laughs> great thing to to finish a night off with
1: oh cool yeah i feel like that's uh something i like to live by something similar like and my mom her her favorite saying is also like be, you know be true to yourself like don't forget what what feels like your truth.
0: Well, that pause you there, because that's a really good statement and maybe something to think about when anyone's listening here and thinking of like what might be your last song is is mm. is like what's your what's your song that really states what you like to live by? Oh yeah. That's a cool little indicator. Like, can I feel can I answer that question? That's probably a good one to put near the end.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good.
0: All right, let's keep going.
1: Oh, this is really fun. Um, hmm. Okay. Then I think, uh, I'll be missing you. Mm-hmm. It's kind, I would say, it's like three or four. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, but somewhere
0: in this neighborhood.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is so cool because I'm. I'm also thinking about when I wrote these songs. Like, and there was a pretty significant. So, like, appreciate I wrote when I was, uh, twelve. Sorry, wow. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I just oh, wanted to. Oh, will Go for it. It. <laughs> But yeah, I think I wrote "Appreciate" when I was yeah, te- uh, sorry, twelve yeah, twelve or thirteen, um, and then and then uh, you know like a sad thing happened when I was uh, sixteen or so. Like my my best friend passed away. Um, it's it's a I maybe I won't get too much into it. It's it's a pretty sad story, but um, she passed away. Uh, yeah, when I was sixteen, and so a lot of the like you and me is about that. And mm-hmm. around the same time that she passed away really suddenly, her brother was diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia and bipolar. So there was also, and that's Dear Andrew. So that's that song. Wow. Uh, yeah. And there and so those are like, I guess, some of the, in my mind, some of the heavier uh, songs. And, and I guess the, like, almost like a pinnacle point, in my mind, from those past, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, 10, 15 years. So I Mm -hmm. guess those almost would go, you know, as like six, seven kind of deal.
0: Would you say one sets up the other one a little bit more?
1: Um, yeah, probably dear Andrew would set up you and me a little bit. So, but then there's also that, (laughs) this is so much fun. And then, and then (laughs) into the sun, I think is, uh, I didn't really consider this until after the, the brewery, um, show on Tuesday, but into the sun to me actually felt like a bit of a song where you're pulling yourself up from the ground and, you know, Mm -hmm. from the ashes or whatever, and sort of moving on. And it's, it's feels like a bit of a sad song, like the, the chord progression and everything, but it's meant to be, um, you know, you're, you're moving into the sun. So yes, you're like moving on, but it's okay. You got the sun at your face and it's like a new sort of new day, Nice. Um, yeah, I know this isn't. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So well, I'm
0: on, I'm wondering then, just for, I'm wondering if like maybe this I'll be missing you, it could be number three, and this is, could might be an interesting transition.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm hmm.
0: And to number four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this is fun. And those last two I haven't thought about in ages, actually. Um like moments of a good time and will not cry. Like they're yeah, I haven't I haven't played those in a long time. Funny enough, I'll be totally honest, it's because I had a really interesting tuning and I can't quite remember how to play them. <laughs> 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 it's probably when my playing was that its like peak and I I would I mean, really have to um practice playing those I <laughs> wanted
2: to do the hey,
0: yeah, I, I, I'm very familiar with that. Okay. I've uh, I do lots of different tunings too, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what was this again? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so let me let me double check actually. I just want to make sure. So seven, you'd mentioned Dear Andrew. Was that did I bring over the wrong one?
2: Um
1: oh yeah, I guess yeah. Dear Andrew. Although I kind of think maybe Dear Andrew could be like number six, and then you and me could be number seven. Got it. Um and appreciate. Hmm appreciate, yeah I, uh, hmm. it's funny i i've, I've been, I'm thinking about the you know the part along the bottom there and it'd be kind of it'd be good to have those sort of like songs that are um are a little bit more engaging and inviting and like bringing people in and things, and i that one often people sing along with or they get me to play it for them. appreciate, yeah. So maybe okay. that's like a number five. Yeah, sure. Yeah, somewhere over by Dear Andrew. Um, yeah, I don't know somewhere. if you ever have this, though, like where you have a, like, so like I said, I, I wrote that song when I was 12 or 13.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when I look back at it, I'm like, oh, that was like a stepping stone. I don't really know how I feel about that song anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you ever have that sort of changing relationship with songs?
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. And that's, again, it's something that's interesting to evaluate through this process. And like when you just start kind of throwing things up here and and assessing, it's like there's ones that are obvious and there's ones that make you ask questions a little bit more and like, Hmm, because I've had a few like that where I've had them as is, but when I see them in landing in the family of songs, that is kind of thing that's like, are they, are they at the same kind of conversational level? And sometimes, sometimes you can, it, it takes, I've done this. I've gone back with songs and be like, well, there is something magical here. I'm putting, I'm choosing it to be in this collection for a reason, or at least as a potential, but in its current form, is there something to change? Is there something to revisit or maybe make it stronger? That feels like maybe it would, I wouldn't have this doubt about it. You Mm -hmm. know, like it's good, just too good to ask if like, if you're doubting it, why?
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, really cool. Um, Okay. I actually think uh You and Me is actually good at number eight.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So put that up there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think moments of a good time would actually be good at number seven. Yeah. Okay. It is it's such a cool song. I actually do really like that song. But it is kind of it is dark. It feels like a dark song, but mm-hmm. um Right, and then will not cry is is not a bad one. I think I think that could be it. number five or number six.
0: So I have a little bit
1: more of a happy tone coming out of it, but okay, okay. Also a bit of a sing along.
0: Well, it's kind of neat in this time too, in this region. Is it's nice, and I know you're just like exceptionally skilled in a lot of different situations musically here so like this kind of oh, part thanks. of the the area of the of your performance in it too is kind of a neat time to elaborate on that a little bit more like mm. when you can kind of expand a little bit more and like tom jackson has a way of explaining this as like a great great musical moment um where if there's something like a little bit more extended intro extended kind of just really intriguing different musical thing um this is a good time to kind of expand on those so i'm not sure if that has that kind of a quality or maybe potentially like that kind of a thing as well or sometimes you can look at certain songs it's like oh is there potential here to do something a little bit more maybe not as much on the recording but to do live you know you can really Mm -hmm. develop the experience of something and have a cool cool moment that way too
1: oh cool yeah
0: anyway just something to, to think on
1: yeah thank you
0: so we currently yeah, s- my mind
1: my mind is racing. This is so fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you currently yeah. have an open number two spot.
1: Yeah. I kinda it's it's I always had an inkling that the let's do and heat it up might not make the cut. Mm-hmm. Um and it's kind of funny. I think, yeah, I think maybe they won't because really I think this place in 6 a.m. I would be happy with those as like one and two. I don't know what order, but okay. yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting again, I'm not not knowing I only know a few of these songs personally. So it's funny just seeing the titles and like, having my instinct reaction to that like 6am just <laughs> seems like an interesting but well, both of these title wise are really great starting ideas, you know, like 6am feels like the beginning of a day. Um, yeah. Or this place It's like here we are right now. Yeah. this is what's totally. going down
2: <laughs> yep
0: buckle your seatbelts people
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. i kept thinking about it actually a little while ago you said you know we're well, in this place and i was like that ah, that's gonna be it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it
0: okay so how do you feel how does it feel to kind of see these two and just be like i don't know if these are in this mix
1: yeah i'm not sh- yeah I, th- I think that's okay um so, so I used to be in a band when I was, uh, I think we were like 19, 20, 21. We twenty-one. We're in this band called The Attempters and um, we all went and lived in Montreal together and it was a really great time. Uh, we had so much fun and we we wrote a lot of really fun songs together. I kind of remember us having a bit of a old 70s sort of rock band. We jammed a lot. Um, and those songs still feel like they belong in that time for me. Like, cool. and that, and 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 when I do play them, I miss I miss the guys. <laughs> I miss the guys that I like wrote it with and played with. So, it's yeah, it's totally fine that though that they wouldn't make it. Interesting. Oh, the album. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: Well. Yeah. So one other thing I'll I'll share on this too is this is this is a neat way. And there's these little flames in here. Are, are actually intentional for a reason too. So the compass points coming back to everyone listening this this compass, the the, the points here are kind of re- are totally reflective of the songs, but there's these little fire plumes in between. and these these fires really are, are these these moments to think about how you link these the, the two together. So like from song one to two, it's kind of like the fire between those two is a, is a story. Or, and it doesn't have to be like the, an epic saga story. It's just sometimes thinking about how do there's an intention of how do these two relate? How do they connect? And like, how, once you finish playing 6am, how would you introduce this place that kind of follows that momentum?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, Oh, that would totally, that would totally work because 6am sort of reflected this, uh, What happened? I think I was just out having a super great time with my best friend in Calgary. We went out partying. um, And then we both had jobs. So I, and you know, this is when we were in our early 20s. So we could kind of hang out, party all night, and then just not sleep and go to work the next day. Could not do that now, that's for sure. But I (laughs) basically did that. And I got on a bus um, to get out of downtown Calgary at 6 a.m. And I was just sitting there, it was February morning. Um, it was obviously freezing until the sun came up and it it was probably a Chinook that was rolling in or something. Mm -hmm. I remember just being very in the moment. I was like, here we are. This is 6 a.m. This is great. This is beautiful. I'm just right here, right now. And uh, this place is when it's, (laughs) the song is about when you're in a place, but you're not quite sure if that's where you want to be or if this is your, (laughs) if this feels real or if it's your truth and (laughs) do you want to stay there? Yeah, it's kind of, that's fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, this is a, this is one of my favorite exercises uh, to to work through. And so, like, if you carry that momentum, if you're, like, you're saying, I'm not sure I want to be here, how does that continue over to missing me? I'll be missing you.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think it does, actually. Um, I don't think it does. I almost think Will Not Cry would then fit better there. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, if I'm just thinking, like, lyrically. And the, and
2: the Well,
0: again, the it doesn't always have to be just lyrically. Sometimes it's just the situational stuff that you can you can link. And this is an exercise I have people do all the time. This will sometimes just choose completely random words. And then you just have the challenge of having to somehow link those to introduce Mm -hmm. the song that you're going to (laughs) play Fun. it is very fun uh and and the more comfy you get with that you can literally link anything and i think that's the most important thing is that it's just there's some some connection and it doesn't yeah you can you can be quite agile and flexible and really stretch the boundaries and i always joke that sometimes these are kind of the matrix there is no spoon moments
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so great yeah (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's
0: too funny. <laughs> so, again, just going from this place, you're saying, uh, what, what would you say for you would be, like, maybe the theme of setting up I'll Be Missing You?
1: Yeah. Um, hmm. So funny, now that I think about it. <laughs> I know, there is nothing. But I also, <laughs> the I'll Be Missing You kind of makes me feel, it's like a bit of a concluding song. Oh, okay yeah um and that whether it's from people you know people come in and out of your life um and this one is like if they leave your life that's okay and you you'll be you'll be missing them (laughs) Mm -hmm. but but it's all good um Mm -hmm. yeah it feels like it's from a happier note than some of the other tracks
0: well I don't know. Like it's just even hearing you talking about it, talking about how 6am sets the stage, this place, you're kind of just like, oh yeah, you know, like the way you fronted it, like it really feels like you're just getting more and more clarity in a, in almost in a day or just like a feeling of where you are and sometimes not sure where that is. And like, but maybe then what's the next thing that we kind of grab onto is, is, you know, other than ourselves is our relationships you know um Mm -hmm. and sometimes when we're feeling kind of out of place sometimes we think of people you know like that's that's kind of a feels like a logical a logical place to go or where we, we tend to feel we we want to go and then if it if it is something like that you know like sometimes when it feels like you're not really sure where you're at the people in your mind that maybe make you feel that way if they're not with you it's like you miss them, you know, like you, Mm -hmm. you have this sense that like, ah, you wish, you wish they were here. Um, Yeah. or, and again, I don't know, I don't know the song. I'm just going to go off the song title and, and just the idea, but that's an example of just how you can connect those two. Right. It doesn't, doesn't have to be crazy. It's just literally just like a big, um, however you want to steer the ship is, is we'll go along for the ride with you, you know?
1: Fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah
0: okay so and so like but you're saying it, it does have kind of a lighter a lighter situation maybe kind of like mm-hmm. thinking about someone that you you haven't seen for a while in a in a light way that's just making bringing a smile to your face
2: mm-hmm.
1: so yes.
0: that seems like that has kind of an interesting motion into this like from what you talked about into the sun
1: yeah so maybe being like you're in that place <laughs> and you're thinking about the people that you may miss um And maybe there's moments that you don't miss um, or you want to move on from or something. And so then into the sun would be moving on from those moments and letting go of some things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, and again, going on, you know, like... (laughs) yep my anticipation well i don't know i don't want to anticipate but it seems like <laughs> you, when you're talking about letting go and then maybe but you know like sometimes it might be hard to go hard to let go and and you don't want to show it you know like mm-hmm. so i'm not I, gonna
1: cry about it <laughs>
0: not gonna cry about it i will not cry i'm not crying
1: yeah that that actually it worked really well because the the full chorus lyrics i think is like um but I, I will not cry for you today. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to cry for you. I don't, I don't know where I was at when I wrote that, but that's the, that's the lyrics.
0: (laughs) Well, and again, so this is a moment where it feels like you talk about some of the, um, what are the questions that you can put out to people? You know, it's like, what, what is that? You know, if, is that, is that strength? You know, like, is that something that's supposed to be, or is that just kind of putting it away or like avoiding avoiding something like you, yeah. you can ask those questions about like where does that come from you know like why is that something that was just demonstrated that you saw growing up that this is the way it's you think it, it has to be
2: mm-hmm. is that
0: healthy for you does that feel like what you need you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: it starts yeah. poking at those kinds of questions
1: Totally. I actually, I'm really excited. I thought of that song. Cause I do really like it. <laughs> so it's one of those weird tuning songs and it's, it's, it's really fun to play. Awesome. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and what's neat about that too, is, you know, like if if something has that kind of energy and that lightness and that funness with the message too, that can, can, can be an interesting pairing of, of just kind of like, put your chin up, just going to go through it, not going to cry, <laughs> get off of yep. it, you know, Yeah. Um, <laughs> that seems like that's a good transition point. Yeah. yeah Funny, it. I, no, go ahead.
1: I was just thinking again, just reflecting. Jody and I worked in construction for a very long time. I wonder if I wrote that song around around that time. <laughs> 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 we worked in construction.
0: <laughs> well, that's another cool story to think about. Like the cause it's neat to think about you you could talk about the theme of it or you could talk about the experience. Like we, we worked in construction a heck of a long time and this is just kind mm-hmm. of the mentality that we adapted. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Not to all the construction people out there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: or however we you want. To. All
1: of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's finish this off. Let's carry through here. Yeah. So I know like some of these two, you can see like they're interchangeable or they could be different options or or maybe mm-hmm. you know, like if this was 10 songs, this could be like another another one in the mix here. Maybe this is six, seven, eight, nine, ten instead of the way we've got it. <laughs> however way. But if you yeah. were to go from there into either of these songs. How would you, how would you go?
2: Hmm.
1: Well, um, Oh, I think I'd probably go into dear Andrew. Yeah. Um, dear Andrew is like, my, it was my message to my, you know, my, he was like, he was like my brother. Um, but yeah, he, after he was diagnosed with you know, his mental illness, um, it was a, we we already knew at that point, I think, that he was struggling with some of those things. Um, so, and it, it was, he, uh, yeah, he overdosed actually just in September. So it's really interesting for me now to look back at those lyrics hmm. um, from when I was 17 or whatever. No, it was 15, 16, I can't remember. But they, I wrote them as a letter to him. Um, and so it's kind of, it's my letter to him to say like, hang on and, you know, keep going and um, so I don't know, I wonder if it it would be like, you know, the transition from, you know I'm not going to cry about it for someone else but then recognizing, I guess trying to recognize how someone else is feeling and um, you know acknowledging that sometimes you got (laughs) to cry
2: maybe, so Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah um, And then appreciate Is yeah, Kind of like with you know just the one word it's, The lyric is The lyric, The main lyrics are um, we don't Always appreciate what we have
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, You know and we And mm-hmm. we should <laughs> We really should but Even if it's so little Like you just have to Appreciate and be grateful for, for What we have
0: um, yeah well that that so this this feels like a really powerful one two song combo you know like when you have have a situation like that and, and that kind of going on and just those kinds of changes and then something like that to follow is mm-hmm. is a really special pairing
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but then in the, the complete opposite direction I think <laughs> this one um Uh, I've, I've realized since I wrote it and played it live a few times that it can be a bit of a trigger for some people, Mm -hmm. like if anybody experienced, um, rape or, or, you know, like a really serious power dynamic. And, um, I realized that this song can be a bit of a trigger for some people. Um, that's not, you know, what I wrote about, um, but yeah, I think that's, so I'm not really sure how that can come from appreciate. I mean, I, I learned a lot in, in times like that, where there are some, you know, power dynamics and you're on the, you know, uh, not on the the side, you know, that's kind of got the upper hand, learn a lot from those. So in a way I still appreciate those moments because I wouldn't want to go back to it before that and not knowing what I know now. hmm um. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would relate,
0: but well, it's okay too. Like you know, for something <laughs> that, especially in this section of of like a of a show or a performance, mm-hmm. um, you don't. And none of these you really have to. Like these are just like one example that we you could do. You know, like and you've seen in a few of them. Like oh, there's a couple of stories that I could link that with. And then sometimes you just it, you don't even have to link that one before. Um, it's just that there's there's just something that acknowledges or just moves, moves into it. And like, you can just like whatever, if this one appreciate you finish and then just bam, you kind of start fresh in however way you want to describe that or talk about it or, or not, you know, sometimes a song, the way that's written is story enough,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, you might not have to say much for that one. Um, and then maybe, and maybe that could be part of the experience too, of just between appreciate to this, maybe it's just going straight into the song, and then and then relaying something from that to the next one, mm-hmm. and talking about it after. You don't always have to talk about a song before it, you know. Like, right. So, and I, I've got a few where it's like it. The impact of the song lessens if I do talk about it before.
2: Mm-hmm. Right
0: it makes more sense afterwards. So whether or not that's one of those ones, it may not be either. But again, just to say like, don't feel that you have to do, you always have to link the previous. It's just that, yeah, it, you, you'll kind of, for this kind of one too, and especially when it's delicate or difficult subject matter,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it, it just takes it's just time sitting with, time practicing with, and, and like you're saying before, it's like sometimes it can be triggering, thinking about, how that fits with your intention and like how you can guide that in a, in a safe way or a way that you, sometimes people want to, sh- to be a, have a shock value, you know, like they, that, that can be part of it mm-hmm. because that really translates the importance of it, the urgency of it, the, the, the difficulty of it.
2: Right. <laughs> that, can yeah.
0: be, that can be a goal because that really makes people feel it and makes people uncomfortable, which is like, if they're feeling that, then they're getting the idea of of what you're going for and
2: mm-hmm. i've
0: I've had songs like that for different reasons um and i've heard people tell me like straight up that they hate they hate certain songs uh, <laughs> but when i when i've asked them the reason that they tell me why they hate it is exactly the reason why like the oh. feeling that they have is the reason that i wanted to have experience and how that would play into taking them out of it and looking at an alternative. And a lot of the time it's because in this situation, it's because the song didn't resolve. It just kind of left people in a confused state, which wasn't comfortable. And, and that just creates tension. Mm -hmm. And, and if you can then drive that in a, in a way that helps people make sense of it, then, then that can be a really special thing, or at least hear a little bit about, well, again, I don't, I don't I don't say there's any half to's or not. It just really depends on how it lines up with what you want to do,
1: yeah, oh, it's so great. As you're saying all of those things I realize, um I think appreciate would fit perfectly in between seven and eight.
2: Oh, interesting. Like
1: moments of a good time, you know, and then um, appreciate. It's kind of like got through some of the darker, heavier songs and to be like, got to appreciate <laughs> every every little bit of it, every everything. That happens, whether it's a good memory, bad memory. Yep. Yeah. -hmm.
2: 7.5. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. Well, and then, (laughs) so then how does that, how would that set up then to you and me?
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think it works great because, you know, just appreciating everything you have. Um, And then you and me is about that friend of mine who um, was killed when I was like 16. So yeah, she was my best friend and she was like my sister. My mom used to babysit her. Mm -hmm. I was six months old and she was a year and a half. Um, And so she was always around our household and yeah, she she passed away. And so that's, this song is, um, it's about that and it's about her and I as like little kids. Um, and it's in a good sort of light, um, to Mm -hmm. me anyway, like it's a, it's a, I think it it makes some of my friends cry, but it's probably because of the memory, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, but the song to me feels happy and it, it, it's like a happy memory sort of of her and I, when we were kids. So definitely appreciating the moments that we did have, um, as kids. Um, Awesome.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, that. So you can you can see kind of the emotional arc of this, you know, like we, we're kind of coming to the end here, and mm-hmm. and seeing like where these there's all these different ups ups and downs in terms of and say ups and downs. It's just change in energy of of the emotions that are going. Which I think which is great about doing this. It really shows you how nuanced just our emotions are, you know, and <laughs> and just our experiences are, and like something can be happening and then this thing happening and then this thing happens. And then you're like, what, (laughs) but when you, (laughs) but anyways, like coming out of this, this cycle, we're dealing with some really difficult material and then kind of coming up to this appreciation, still, still having this difficulty, but having like a hope, you know, like having a hopeful side of, of looking at life, Mm -hmm. then you're coming into, don't forget what your heart says.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that's, um, because, yeah, that's totally what I live by um, and has been my mom's advice to my sister and I. <clears throat> Not exactly, don't forget what your heart says, but just always be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and acknowledging that things will never be as calm and collected and, and, you know, like things are never what you expect them to be. Um, things, things can always be. Sad things always happen, right? There's always a, a big mix of really happy moments and really sad moments. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if people can, I know for myself, if I always just take the moment to remember what um, feels like my truth, and you know, am I am I living it? Am I honoring myself and what makes me happy? Um, then you can should be able to get through anything.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which,
0: which, so by the time we get to this state, you know, like, uh, I know I I can feel like uh, an interesting link between all this, and it just kind of makes me think once you've gotten here, that this comes back to like, you know, so you know when you get up the next day, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: coming back, we're looking back at six a.m., you know, um,
2: yeah,
0: we do we do it all over again, and we've got this kind of motto to to lead us through, like no matter, you know, where you are, when you wake up next day, you might not know where you are. You know, there's, there's people that come in and out of your life you're going to love and you're going to miss, you know, Mm -hmm. there's times where you want to let it go and times where you feel you got to stuff it in and there's going to be real difficult challenges too. But when in doubt, you know, you can always, this is the thing that's going to maybe get you, get you through all of that and be the Mm -hmm. best, best path.
1: Yeah. Appreciating people and relationships that you build and, um yeah, honoring your own truth while doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: So, <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so after all of that, if you cross-check that back to what you're thinking about of this of what your album being a healing tool, you know, and just what you just said right there, right now, it's like that's that's kind of more of like a a pathway or or a a motto to think about you know and and this this just like paints where that's coming from for you and and that that connects to your family and you know like this is something that your mom really instilled with you and like that has its own interesting layer of of friend like family and friends and impact and like that's what this really Mm -hmm. feels a lot to me is like you're really you're under those those umbrellas of 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 family and friends and how how much that influences our lives. Mm-hmm. And so much, so much of that core comes from these things that we learn and, and, uh, from, from the people most important to us. And, and that is our, our really great tools and experience for, for big healing, you know, and like, that's, we can do that with each other. We can do that. You know, we can help each other with that. And mm-hmm.
1: I'll
0: also encourage how we find that, you know, the, the parts that we need to do on our own.
1: Yeah. Wow. This is so cool, Michael. You were you were so talented. I just want to take a second to like acknowledge how uh like you were you were totally it seems like you're totally following your passion and you were really good at it. I like to, to spend this whole hour and a bit or whatever to um chatting with somebody else, you know, about their ideas and their visions and a song and an album. Like I think that's a really unique skill and you you really you're really good at it (laughs) yeah
0: thank you that that means a lot that means a lot to hear
1: well yeah like i really appreciate it this is really cool really eye-opening i've never um put this like this time and energy into thinking about my songs and and an album um and obviously you know if I just threw it all out there and then I look back, I'd be—I probably would have been like, "Ah, I wish I thought about it maybe a little bit more." Or like, <laughs> this is a really cool framework. This is, yeah, this is really helpful.
0: Well, the good—the good thing about this—and again, that it can—it can totally work fine. Like, had we never had this conversation, you, I know you—you you two would have like made an amazing project together. <laughs> you know, you still would have been doing that. The cool thing about this now, though, is it starts. It, and it May, I'm, I'm super curious to hear, because I know you're going to re- be recording soon,
2: mm-hmm.
0: how even just some of those thoughts influence what happens in the songs, like how they're produced, like what kinds of, what that experience becomes. And because it does, it's like, when when you do have more of an idea of that story, then it's like, it can start affecting, oh, maybe it's this kind of tone of a sound that we're going to put in here, because this feels like that's what that, that feeling that's what the story of that needs like what does the story sound like of each song
1: mm-hmm. oh i'm and, thinking about it tons now and i'm probably going to reach out to you too to see if you want to <laughs> do any cello Maybe record a little bit of the cello.
0: <laughs> ah, i would love to yeah. yeah the uh yeah but again well, one other thing too i was in my mind is like sometimes you can think think about the album as a whole And sometimes there's an instrument or sometimes there's a sound that might actually be the thing that kind of dances between all the songs um Mm. that becomes like a bonding thing as well so which again can just become a neat familiar anchor through the process of recording but also as a listening experience and like Yeah, I get super excited about this kind of stuff because it's, it's just so there's so much depth in all of this. And I think when we take the time to help people understand the layers that are in there too, it's, it's, it's a really exciting thing. And, and, and there's so much more there that, you know, you wrote them, you know, they're there. And, and sometimes we just have to be the tour guide and help people understand them a bit more too. And that, that does magic. That's where I think the best things happen in the world. So I can't wait. I I cannot wait for to hear what you're gonna do, and and I'm just so excited
2: yeah. for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I'm really excited too, and I I'm totally serious. But I will probably reach out to you see if you would uh, be keen to play some cello with us. Uh, put some on that on on the tracks.
2: For sure. That's really
1: cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would love that. But awesome. Well, thanks again for taking the time because this is going to be really helpful for others to hear too that are going through this state or just thinking about going through whatever whatever state. And if everyone listening, like you can apply this. It can be a full album. It can be even a small EP. The same rules apply. It just breaks down in a smaller format with, you know, if it was a three-song EP, if your first song is kind of a trust builder, your second song is kind of something that engages, your third song can be your message um it just ratio wise expands or contracts to whatever you need and
1: yeah
0: and it's it's just really great to yeah I know that when you start exploring this and you put it into practice and then you start performing it and sharing these things I know for me it was an instant instantaneous difference in the reaction that people had that the kind of comments I would receive the kind of uh follow-up emails I would get the sharing of music the purchasing of the music and and people just wanting to 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 have that song to remember those moments because that's what happens is is there's an imprinting with with that happens with the song in the moment that you experienced in and and you have choice as much as you have you have influence i wouldn't say you can always guarantee what's going to happen but you have a lot of influence into and in what relationship you want people to have with your song and that can be a lifelong thing
2: mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah, this is very cool. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You bet. All right.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) exciting. I'm so excited now. I, yeah, I'll be reaching out to you pretty soon. (laughs) I think (laughs) Jody and I are going up to the studio tomorrow actually.
0: Amazing.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Cool. Well, I'll stop this puppy. All right. So I'm hoping that that really opened your eyes to some other ways or maybe some other tools and process that you can go through when trying to decide what songs you want to put on your next album or anytime you do a show a little bit more thought that could go into why you're doing it how you want it to land who's it for you know all of that stuff Really enhances the whole experience and thereby increases that whole connection and that magic mojo that I'm always talking about at the intro of this show. That's a part of it. The more dialed in the story is, the the more that that is felt and the farther and wider that that reaches and deeper. So, I really, yeah, hope that this hit hit some special places for you. And I would love to hear what your takeaways or how this might be something you could apply in the future and so yeah for for those just to reiterate as I said in the beginning of the show this is a tool that I I go through with everybody in the right songs you love program in the second level so that gives you a little bit of a window into what that experience is like and for those who have completed the first level I'm going to be running a second level starting in January. So if you want to pick up where you left off, there's going to be an opportunity to do that. As well as, as I mentioned last time, there's going to be a new full year opportunity or a new session of, of the Right Songs You Love program starting from square one, also starting in about the third third week of January. So if that Either of those two are interesting to you, whether you've been through level one or you just are interested in potentially starting fresh and seeing if this kind of a program and experience is fit for you, please reach out and and book a call. And I can be reached either through the newsletter, a Facebook DM, or if you want to email me, you can go right through the com contact page, and that works just fine. If you want to send a carrier pigeon a carrier dragon whatever other kind of things that carry messages that, that works just as well <laughs> so again one more time i just want to send a huge thank you to nikki bruce for being brave to bear that all and like again we barely know each other and it was just so cool to sit down and chat with her and and to see how open she was and just willing to to be able to do that in real time in front of in front of others So uh, again, hope you really enjoy that. She is a fantastic artist, so look her up. She's in the Facebook community group and is just doing so many cool things around the community. So look forward to more awesomeness with songs and stories coming up in the near future. We're getting into holiday season and may have some guests and topics around seasonal music and just different ways of like how (laughs) how that can sit i know uh, i I can say for myself i have a hell of a time writing anything around the season I, i actually really struggle with doing or working with like christmas themes or holiday themes if i'm doing it myself yet if i work with other people it seems to be no problem so actually that that brings me up to uh Maybe I, I think I just thought of, of a guest I'm going to bring on, someone who I worked on a Christmas song with last year. That would be really, really funny to uh, bring on. But otherwise, we always got good stuff happening here. Hope your inspiration fires stay lit and keep on writing. All right. Catch you next time.